Hi there, and welcome back to the Community Strategy Podcast. My name is Deb Shell. I'm a creator turned community builder. And after launching my online community in 2020, I have realized that I had a passion for facilitating online events and bringing people together in a meaningful and purposeful way. I now consult business owners and leaders just like yourself who have a message, their life's work, or a vision for helping others transform through their online courses, cohorts, or memberships. On this interview style podcast, you'll hear conversations with community leaders who all have a passion for bringing people together online for connection, collaboration, and transformation. Our goal is to provide you with interesting conversations with industry professionals, leaders, and experts who share their concepts, structures, and strategies to inspire you to build, launch, and grow an online community with energy, confidence, and purpose. Let's get started. Welcome to the Community Strategy Podcast. This is Deb. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me again back here. And I'm excited to share with you today, chapter one of the Creator to Community Builder book, Learn the Community Building Basics. Before we dive in, I'm just going to give you a preview of this chapter. Uh, we're going to talk about, I'm going to read you uh, the the first uh, few pages of the book. And it's going to just talk about, you know, community is such a cha- a big concept, right? And so thinking about how we can pull back the onion in layers and um, look at this from all the sides, thinking about it, perspectives from each individual's different opinions, and then talking about how we can come together in these different kinds of groups and platforms and what that actually means. So uh, you'll hear some words about passive income and uh, ecosystems and learning about how working together can actually be more efficient than us trying to all do things on our own all the time. Because that's kind of where we are in this moment of really wanting direct support uh, in this world since it's it's really a marketplace of direct support. So with that, I'm going to read the uh, chapter one, Learn the Community Building Basics. Who are you really? Do you know? Of course, you know where you live, the role you play in society and the music you sing out loud to. But are you able to answer these questions? One, do you know your true self? Two, do you know your purpose? These are questions that challenge us to dig deeper. I embraced this challenge when I worked with a coach and learned how to leverage my strengths and skills. This allowed me to create a healthier and more productive work environment where I was able to reconnect with my purpose. If you want to learn more about yourself and you don't know where to start, check out UMAP. It's a holistic assessment tool that helps you set a foundation of self-awareness. It provides a wealth of resources for personal and professional growth. UMAP is based on four key pillars. Working with a coach, you'll first explore your strengths to dig into how you work best. Second, you'll discover why and how your values align with your chosen career. Third, 
You'll evaluate your preferred skills and match them with activities that bring you energy. Fourth, you'll learn about your unique personality and how it informs your work. Do you find yourself stuck? Then come, find calm by embracing the challenge of knowing who you really are and aligning your true self with your purpose. Go to the show notes and get the link to connect and check out the amazing free resources. You can find Deb Shell on the Find a Coach tab and connect with her when you are ready to jump into this adventure. Now, let's jump back into the episode to discover more community building tips. Living in a bubble and withdrawing from in-person and social connection. I don't know about you, but the events of those years shifted my perspective on how I spend my time. Most people I've talked with have shared that They've been enjoying exploring their hobbies, spending increased time with loved ones, and building new relationships with their peers who have similar values, challenges, and goals. Trends such as the great resignation and quiet quitting ultimately stem from the awareness that each of us has a limited time on this earth. For some, that means rethinking personal lifestyle goals. Many of us have looked at how the life we are currently living stacks up to our ideal life. Noticing this distance between where we want to be and where we really are makes an impact. We start to question what is true and each person answers these questions differently. Should I be married by the time I'm 35? Do I need to have children to be happy? Are there only some people, some people who get to enjoy life? How can I choose happiness when I'm always working so hard to find it? Do I have to please family members all the time? What will will happen if I just say no? Why can't I just do what I want to do? Why do I need to accept the world's version of what is right for me? Why can't I just be a writer, designer, photographer, author, visionary, painter, or any other creative endeavor and still pay my bills? Why do I need to find some other path to be successful because the world doesn't value my work financially. Do I really want a big house with three cars and a boat that I can't afford just to impress other people? Would this make me happy? Why am I working at this company if they can just fire me at any moment? What's the point in working for someone else's dream when I can make my own dream a reality? But how do I do that? can't figure it out. So I give up. I'm sharing a gift that was given to me, a quote to remind myself often. Comparison is the thief of joy by Theodore Roosevelt. If you grew up with siblings, you have a different experience than someone who didn't. If you grew up with siblings, you have a different experience with your parental figures. Some people have lived in poverty all of their lives and have no idea what it's like to live in a world where their needs are met. Some live through trauma, stress, and drama and act like it's just another week and wonder why their body hurts. Since social media has become such a presence in our life, it has become difficult to understand how our lives should look compared to what we see when scrolling through thousands of perfect family photos or impeccable food images in destinations that some of us could never afford. It has led us to feel like we are not enough 
and focus on the hustling to start our own thing since we haven't found peace or satisfaction in our work. That is why new online communities often offer virtual events, masterclasses, and networking opportunities to replace traditional local meetups. This gives people who are looking to expand their awareness about different ways of working the opportunities to connect with others around the world. With this new technology capability comes the responsibility to be an active participant in the community because a community is an ecosystem and it's only as strong as its members. There are thousands of communities online that you can join today to learn a new skill, meet new people, or share a common interest. If you've decided a community to start a community because you have discovered, like myself, how wonderful it is to be in a group of individuals who share the same values, have the same problems, and support each other, you have a unique challenge to identify your ideal members and validate that they want to be in an online community. Creators are shifting their focus from passive income to purposeful content. Since I began working on becoming more mindful and intentional in my life, I noticed that there are two movements happening in the creator economy. The first is a term you're probably familiar with, hustle culture, which has blossomed out of the need for constant content creation. Creators are searching for brands to partner with for sponsorship and ad revenue. Content creators know that they can create great content, but they don't know how to monetize it. One of the past ways creators monetize their content was in, in affiliate marketing or brand ambassadorship. These ambassadors are now called influencers, bloggers, marketers, and social media creators monetize their content by leveraging their large audience to get brand deals. What I've learned is that it is easier to work with small groups of people and charge $1,000 than trying to sell thousands of $10 units or memberships, courses, or programs every day, month, or year. But if you aren't going to build an audience of 100,000, how do you become a profitable as a community builder in on a membership site, you find your purpose. Your community needs a purpose. We've all heard stats about how many people are online. More importantly, many people who engage regularly online are also looking to make connections. According to the article by Peerboard, 76% of internet users were projected to participate in some online community in 2022. Over 2.9 billion people are reported to be active on Facebook, which has more than 10 million groups. Chances are likely that the majority of those nearly 3 billion users are at least are in at least one group. On Reddit, there are 130,000 active communities, mainly in the United States. Though these stats demonstrate there are more ways than ever to connect digitally with others, the sheer volume of opportunity doesn't mean people feel an increased sense of belonging. All too often, people feel isolated, like they don't have a voice. As a community builder, establishing your purpose is critical to ensure your members feel that they belong and will be heard. The vision of your community may change over time, but having a clear purpose when you begin is vital to your success. In this chapter, I'll outline basics of community building, explain the differences between an audience and a community. What is an online community? Google this question and you'll find a variety of answers. To make sure that you're on the same page throughout, that we're on the same page throughout this book, 
Here's my baseline definition. An online community is a group of three or more people with similar ambitions who gather virtually to inspire each other through content, experiences, and encouragement. These are three important elements of an online community. A place to meet digitally to be seen, heard, and valued. A routine habit and ritual that community members do together. A common challenge, goal, or desire, or need. Online communities can congregate in many different places and ways. Here are a few examples. A single virtual event that offers members a space to connect. An email that is shared with more than three people. A forum, chat room, or group text that allows people to share photos, videos, audios, and other content. A platform that invites a specific group of people into a private online place for connection, collaboration, and conversations. A virtual event that offers attendees an opportunity to meet, network, connect, and discuss topics related to events on the event's focus, theme, or educational content. The platform is not the community the people are. The first question many new community builders ask me is, what's the best platform for my community? My response is always that it is not about the tools, but how you intend to use them. Before jumping into a launch plan and committing to a platform, put down your checklist and pause to think about what brought you to community building in the first place. I've seen my community building clients get stuck in comparing the latest and greatest te technology. Before considering the communities, their focus is on generating revenue quickly, which leads them to buy into a platform's claims about how easy a community can be done. As busy entrepreneurs juggling many things, it's easy to think that finding the right system will kick things off fast. But putting software first, many rookie community builders forget to, to consider their members. A community is a group of humans with unpredictable, busy lives. People aren't transactions. They have thoughts, feelings, and needs. No matter where people gather, they are the community. That place is irrelevant. The key to building a thriving community is to focus on the right P, people, not profits or platforms. Are you a creator? I mean, a person who is creative, has a vision and brings it to life. If so, you'll love the creator shop. It's designed with you in mind. The Creator Shop has fun fashion that supports creative expression, accessories, travel mugs, and bags with uplifting photography. We are adding new designs every week. Will yours be the next one? We are now accepting submissions for the Creator Shop. So if you've got something you want to sell online and need to find the right place to showcase it, let us know. Click the link in the show notes. Visit the Creator Shop. Check out our collections. Now, let's continue to learn the best community strategies for your next launch. Are you building an odd audience or an online community? In a world where community has become a buzzword applied to just about every nook and cranny of the internet, you might be rightfully confused about what the word means when applied to your business. To help shed light on this, I'll share examples of communities, ways to build them, and what makes them successful. But before we get too far, I want to make one thing clear. Building a community isn't the same as building an audience. In fact, I often say that it 
you need to build an audience before you can form a community. The difference is, is the sending one-way messages to your audience, but a community talks to each other collaboratively. Look closer at how I've defined these terms here. Audience, people who follow or buy from a business that communicates with them through one directional messages. Community, a group of people who communicate with each other. To build an audience, you create content that gets advertised to your current customers or followers. Maybe you use an email list, host a podcast, run or run a YouTube channel. Either way, these are examples of one-way communication. An email list, podcast audience, or group of YouTube viewers aren't a community. Instead, think of a community as an intentional group of people for a specific purpose. Another important point is that a social media platform is also not the same as a community platform. Social media platforms exist as a means for people to create and share content. Content shared on social media is often crafted and created to serve business needs, marketing, and advertising. But a community helps its members meet their needs. When built and maintained intentionally, communities create calm. Consider the last time you logged into Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. If you're like anything like me, the experience usually brings distraction or comparison, but not calm. According to Hivebright, a community software, social media isn't ideal for community building. In fact, they say communities built off social media provide fewer distractions and less spam. When you choose a place to run your community that's dedicated to the sole purpose, it facilitates authentic self-expression and feelings of, of and a feeling of belonging. Members are more likely to reach out, share ideas, opinions, practices, and ask and answer questions and take action. Another reason to avoid building a community on common social media platforms is that you have little control over their experience. When Facebook and Instagram went down for several hours in 2021, some businesses were dealt with a gut punch. Uh, while the Instagram outage was mildly stressful, it did reaffirm some concerns. Namely, Instagram rarely rewards us for the time we invest and that they are relying on third-party to mediate our relationships with customers is risky, said Rachel Jones, a founder of Jonesy. Of course, all the online communities rely on tech to work efficiently, but social media platforms can remove, delete, copy, or take ownership of any content created on their platforms. This is why I encourage you to consider hosting a community on a platform other than social media. The purpose of passive income. When I started this journey, I kept hearing about how easy it is to build an online community. These messages from community platforms and industry leaders pushed ideas of passive income and how a community can run itself. Reality check. Since working with and interviewing dozens of community builders, I discovered that those who found quick and early success had already had a team and had built an audience over time, often a decade. It was no overnight victory. In an enlightening conversation, author and business coach Pamela Slim shared two ways to think of your community as you build it. One way is to see it as building an empire. The more hierarchical approach portrays a community leaders as an all-knowing authority. The, only, the other way, perspective she and I prefer, 
is to see your community as an ecosystem, just like in nature, all parts work within your ecosystem plan, play an important role. Each part helps the others grow. In my early days, I based my online community launch on the motto I'd seen work for others, but these people had built their community with existing audiences that I didn't have. I didn't have an email list or social media presence or a podcast or thousands of listeners. I didn't have a business or client list or any kind of existing program course or guide for my potential members. They had no idea who I was and the community was really all about how I, the community was really about how it could help them. So the first problem I encountered was as a community builder was that I learned a system that was designed for individuals who did have an audience and planned to build a community with a sales funnel, email marketing and courses and workshops. In lieu of an audience, I built my network by leveraging other people's audiences, asking them to promote the community for me, giving them a partnership with my new business for, for which they would be able to receive financially benefit if they brought their audience to my community. This ultimately failed because the partners I had onboarded into the program already had their own businesses and were struggling to get their own clients, customers, and audience. So for six months, I promoted others. And at the end of the year, I was burnt out, exhausted, and had spent over $5,000 hours of time and energy and effort, and I had nothing financial to show for it. The notion that anyone could build quickly online community and make a living off of it is unrealistic. And in my opinion, it's dangerous the power of a community as an ecosystem. In the context of community building, an ecosystem model encourages community members to share and support each other, recognizing that we all have value. There is no authority figure who has the answers. Instead, there's a facilitator who helps guide individuals through challenging times. This is the kind of community I want to be a part of, and it's the kind I encourage you to build. A community based on shared wisdom that while a host provides the education tools and resources, the ultimate goal is for a member to share how they are implementing what they've learned. The challenge and the joy of building an ecosystem is that you'll need to work exclusively, extensively with ideal members from the beginning. You'll need to seek out founding or beta members to hone in on the common problems they face. From here, from there, Having gained firsthand information from your founding members, you can develop a valuable content and experiences that actually address the issues at hand. This could include books, courses, or coaching around your specific topic. When positioning this to members, it should be clear that the focus is to help them. If your concept isn't well-developed, your process may require serving the group for low cost or even free until you figure out how to best meet their needs. Showing the value of a community is a complex challenge in the industry. So many companies understand the idea behind having a community, but they don't know how to reap the benefits financially. Many new community builders I work with want to launch their community as a paid offer before they validated their concept. To promote the community strategy podcast and find clients, I spoke to at a conference for podcasters in Orlando called Podfast. During my five-minute talk, I shared the benefits of talking to ideal members before launching an online community. 
Afterwards, I was approached by a woman who wanted to speak with me about her community concept. She mentioned that she had an active Facebook community and that she planned to launch a paid daily motivational podcast as an offer to members. Do you think I can convert members to this paid, to this private daily motivational podcast? She asked me. I let that sink in and then I responded. This sounds like a lot of work. Did they ask you for a daily motivational podcast? She looked at me and said, Deb, they didn't, but I thought they'd want it. I told her it's more important to ask them first and validate it before she starts building. She thanked me for potentially saving her lots of time, energy, and money and preventing a situation that could lead her to feel like she's failed just because she didn't ask her members what they wanted. So if you're considering building an online community, let's talk about the elephant in the room with so many options. Where do you start? <laughs> what if you're in, what if you're new to the digital world? Whether you're a founder or team member, this book will provide you with stories to inspire you, offer challenges you can relate to, and give you hope for finding a path that fits your needs while honoring your systems and processes with your shared members and their wisdom. So that was chapter, uh, a section of chapter one. And I hope you enjoyed that. If you have questions or want to share any comments, you can certainly email me at deb at findcalmhere.com. And I am excited to give you some updates. The advanced reader cohort is going to be opening soon. You can get the uh, get to the wait list and put your name on the wait list from the findcalmhere.com website. And I will have it in the show notes as well. Uh, there will also be some events, special events coming up, webinars and some other things. So keep an eye out on, on the email for updates. And that's all for today. I hope you're finding calm in this day, evening, moment, afternoon, Thursday at three. Take care until the next time. Find calm and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.